bless you, brother. Try to get everything ready here. Am I? Nope. You're going to have to hit. a good star. <laughs> Thank you for that song that he is in control. I mean, you know, we sang at Calvary when we were in a, in Australia. Uh, we didn't have anybody. We had an organ, but we didn't have anybody that could play it. But Joe could play a little bit. But it, she could only play what didn't have any sharps or flats. And so Cal at Calvary doesn't have any sharps and flats. If there's any song that we know in the songbook, it's at Calvary because it, she played that regularly until we got a lady that could play the, uh, play the piano, I mean play the organ. And another thing that came to my mind, now this, I want y'all to uh, uh, understand that uh, I've been working, the Lord gave me this. Usually sometimes you use a message that you've preached before. And it, it kind of, but this is not one of them. There's a story that goes behind that. We were on deputation. And our 44-year-old son was about three or four at that time. And we were sitting about where Betty and Milford were sitting, in, in, or they were, in the church. And I got up, and I read my text. And my youngest son slammed his Bible shut and said, I've heard that one. <laughs> so... Uh, you hadn't heard this one. I, I appreciate Pastor having confidence enough to allow me to stand and, and before you. It's, it's an awesome responsibility. And you, you want to do well for two reasons. Number one, you want, you want to keep his confidence, but you also want to honor the Lord in the situation. And I, I just want to tell you that I appreciate it. If you have your Bibles... Uh, I want you to turn to uh, Psalm 116. If you were not here this morning for Sunday school, you, you need to watch it on the internet. Amen. You need to watch it on the internet. It's talking about coming back from regret. Brother Market, he, I, I like his delivery and the way he, he brings it across I enjoy sitting under. I enjoy sitting under all the, the men that we share the, the the privilege to teach the auditorium place. But I tell you what, we got some men that can really give you uh, break down the Word of God for you and, and give you stuff that you can take home and chew on and apply to your life. Last week was on 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 Joshua. I mean, no, Jonah. So uh, we ask that you, you know, if you didn't, if you weren't here this morning, please make. Um, plans to be here now let's start let's start in verse one we're gonna it says uh, the psalmist says it says i love the lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications because he hath inclined his ear unto me therefore i will will i call upon his name as long as i live 
The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me, and I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserved the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I will believe, therefore, I have spoken, was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and shall call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, I, O Lord, truly I am thy servant. I am thy, I am thy servant and thy, the son of thy handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the Lord, in the house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning thanking you for this privilege. We pray, Father, that you will help us stand. Father, I know who I am and I know where I come from. I pray, Father, that you'll help me to exalt thee and, Lord, lift you up in the midst of your people. We pray and thank you for this privilege. We ask now, Father, uh, we, that you'll take your word and be a help to those that need it. If there's someone here this morning that does, know, does not know Jesus Christ, we pray, Father, that they will think upon those matters and apply it to their heart. We ask it now, Father, that you have your way in our lives. We ask it all in Christ's name. Amen. I'm, when I start this sermon, I started out with a whole different premise. And then last night it all changed. I was going to tell you the, I was going to preach on the testimony of an Old Testament believer. And that, and that works in here. But I, the more I thought about it, the more I thought about it, I was sitting there and then I thought, this thought came to my mind. The pastor's always saying that we do not have religion, but we have a relationship. And I got to thinking, what does that mean? What does it mean to have a relationship? Now, you know, in my life, I've been in many relationships. Uh, when I joined the Army, I had a relationship with the U.S. government. The relation, and see now, relationships two-sided. Their side was, they told me what to do, and I did it. Now, we both could break that relationship. If they didn't like the way that I was doing things, they would give me a dishonorable discharge and send me home. If I didn't like the way they were doing things, then I had to go AWOL, and if it caught me, then I got a dishonorable discharge, and I went home. Now, that was my relationship with the, with the U.S. Army. I decided to do it their way, and I got an honorable discharge. But not only, not only that, but we have, we have 
relationships when we go to work. We have relationships in this way. When we go to work, we, we, we sit down with them. And the first thing on our mind is how much are you going to pay me? That's number one. Number two, back in the day when I first got out of the army and went to work, we had a retirement. And we'd say, okay, now what kind of retirement do we have? Okay? And some of them had good retirement. Some had better retirements than others. And then we would say, then we say, uh, in, that, in, that, in that relationship, we, we'd say, now, uh, uh, how long, you know, what, what are my hours and what, what am I going to, how am I going to work and where am I going to work? And see, we both had to agree to both of that and we went into a relationship with that company. I like the way now the young people, I've never noticed this, but they advertise, they'll say, I am now in a relationship with so-and-so. What does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean that you're no longer on the market? That you're not looking for anybody else? But they, you know, they want you to know that they're in. Now, by, now here's the thing about it. I don't know the terms of that, that relationship. I've been in my relationship so long, I don't know. But then there's a relationship when you go in, when you go into marriage. I, I, can, I was sitting there in my, my little, I got a little cubicle that I got there in my house. And I was thinking, in my mind's eye, I went to that night in 1966 when I went to her house and I saw her for the first time. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't say, man, that's the girl I'm going to marry. Now, I didn't know that was going to happen a year, a, year, a year later. But my relationship with her grew. We started putting into it. And, and, and that relationship started 1960, on, on November the 10th, 1967. And if we make it to November the 10th, next month, we'll have 55 years in that relationship. Why? Why? Why did that relationship, it was two-sided. We had to, I mean, there's changes been in my life, there's changes been in her life, but in that relationship, we had to honor each other's wishes and, and we had to change and we had to make compromises. But in that relationship, now I looked up what relationship means in, in, the, in, in the dictionary. It says to be related. It means to be kin. Or to marry. Now, and I, and then I got to thinking about 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 my relationship with my with, with with my Lord, and as I as I read this here, now when we go in when we go into a relationship, I don't have to worry about her part, but I do have to worry about my part. I can't control her part. I can't control what the other person does. But here in the Bible, in the, the, the verse I want you to look at that I'm going to take my text from is verse 12. Now what's happening here, what's happening here, I, the psalmist that wrote this, now I don't know who he is. Some of the, some of the uh, commentators say that David wrote this psalm. psalm. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell me. I'd like to think he was a guy like myself. 
Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I, if, if I'm wrong, I, I mean no disrespect. But I, I, I like what he says in verse step. He said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? When I entered into this relationship in, in 1971, I brought nothing to the relationship except a broken life. I, I had nothing to offer. And see, here's the thing about, what, hey, look here, what are some of the, some of the benefits that we, we can, that we get when we enter into a relationship with God? Just give you a few of, first of all, John 3.16 says we get salvation. Second, we see, we find in Romans 5, 1, we get peace. Look, when we, when, here's the thing about it. Before you come to Christ, you're on a one-way street going nowhere. You're living for yourself. You're living, basically, you're a walking dead man. You can say what you want to. But I had no direction in life. It was like, like a pinball machine in that ball. I was just going like this, going in any and every direction. But not only do we get peace, but we get provisions. Philippians 4.19 says, He'll supply all my needs. He takes care of me. I'm His responsibility. It's in, 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 and not only that, we, we get guidance from Him. Proverbs 3, 5, 3, 5 and 6 tells us to, that we, we're to look to Him and He'll guide our paths. We're to honor Him and He'll take us where, where we need to be. We not only will we get the assurance in Hebrew, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. Hey, we have the assurance of, of God working in our lives. But the thing in our, that we, we need to realize that we get, when I came to him, I had, see, when we, we hire on a job, that was the, the third thing I was looking for on a job. What kind of benefits do I have? But when I entered into my relationship with God, I got all the benefits. I grew, you know, I, I they, what, what, and, and, and here's another benefit. My family, when I grew up, I, I grew up, there was mom, my sis, and myself. I didn't grow up, but you know, I've been able, privileged to travel around the world, and I've met my family all around the world. Believe just like I do. Won't Christ exalted just like I do? I mean, I have. I may never see them again in this walk of life, but I'll see them again. Why? Because they're family. They're in the family of God. But see, here, here, there's provision. Now, he's here. The psalmist says, "What can I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward me?" I mean, He's loaded me down. He's lo you look. He's loaded me down with so much, it, I can't hardly stand it. But here's the thing about it. First of all, what was the first thing? He, he, what, he, and then he, the thing that we need to realize, since God's given me all this, what's my responsibility in the relationship? Now, I'm not doing it, but, but I'm not doing it to get his benefits. I'm doing it because of his benefits. See, faith. Faith, 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 faith works, but I don't work to get faith. Faith, 
produces works. I don't do it for, but I do it because of, of what God's done in my life, how he's worked in my life. Now, the first thing I want you to look at, look over in verse 1. He said, now look, I love this, man. I got excited when I read, started reading it. He said, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplication. Listen to verse 2. And because he hath inclined his ear unto me. You know what we need for people to do more than anything in this world? We need for somebody to listen to us. You know what my problem is? When you're talking to me, I'm not really listening to you. I'm thinking about what I'm going to say to you. When you give me a chance. Now, I'm one of them guys, if you let me have the conversation, you can't get it back. God ain't that way. God ain't that way. He listens intently. He listens with love. He's, look what he said. He First of all, he showed him. He said, I, I'm going to tell the Lord, because of, what, because of what he does for me, I love him. He showed him his love. He said, I'm gonna, he said I want to give him my love. Hey, when you, hey, we use love. Love now. Love is, is a word that's it's lost its true meaning. A good illustration of love in the Bible is, is when Peter and, 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 and the Lord Jesus there in John chapter 21 were having a conversation. And this is after Peter has denied him. This is when Peter blew up in the front of the fire and said he didn't know him. God always can use us. He's the God of the second chance. But he had, the Lord asked the Peter at the fire, he said, Peter, lovest thou me? And Peter stood up and said, Lord, you know I love you. <clears throat> then he said, he said, be my sheep. And then he said, then he said, Peter, do you love me the second time? And Peter might have been a little bit slower this time. Said, said Lord, you know I love you. But the Lord said it the third time. And he said, Peter, do you love me? Peter, he said, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. And Jesus, what did Jesus say each time he asked him? He asked Peter to serve him. He said, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my rounds. We were in, in, in California and there's a couple of Sister and brother, and they made them brother-in-law and sister-in-law, and we were watching them, and they had a, a few of the new converts in their church, and they were fixing up chicken and barbecue, and we got to be a privilege to be there. And my boss, Mike, said this, and he looked at George and, and Charlie. Charlie Shim's the one I ask you to pray for, and they're, so they're, they're doing these things for new converts in the church, and, and Mike made this statement. He said, they're serving Jesus by serving others. If we love him, we'll serve others. Amen. You know, here's the thing about it. In, in my relationship with my wife, now it's taken me, taken me years to learn this, but 
I want, when I first married her, I wanted her because I wanted her for me. But now I want to please her. I want to make her happy. I want her to, and see, that's what God does to us. God wants us, God wants, to, wants us because he wants to make us happy. He wants us to have peace in our lives. God wants to work in our lives. He wants to do it for our benefit. Not God's got everything. He don't need us. He don't need me. Who am I? That the Almighty God would show me attention. That he would pick me out. That he would speak to my heart. He done that out of love. I love him because he first loves me. That's what the psalmist said. Listen, now I want you to listen to his testimony. He said, look, look at verse 3. He said, the sorrows of death have compassed me. The pains of hell have got hold of, upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. That's all a man knows outside of Christ. Trouble and sorrow. Hey, wait, we're hopeless without him. But I love this next verse. Look at it. Look, I like that first part word. He said, then. He got me all the way to the bottom. And they, then I said, then. As the psalmist said. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Hey, this psalm, he's serious about this. And we're saying, hey, we should be, hey, it's the difference between heaven and hell. It's between, it's the difference between having peace and no peace. It's, yeah, it's, it's been able to be able to have a life. Here's the thing about it. Not only did God give me all, but God, when he saved me, he gave me a purpose in life. I have purpose now. I love him because that's what the psalmist said. He said, you gave me purpose. I want to say, he said, he said, you saved me, you saved me, and look at what he said, and then what he starts says about the, he said, gracious is the Lord, righteous, yea, our God is merciful. I'm glad, I'm glad when, when I was at my lowest end, as the psalmist was right here, first of all, he showed me grace. Man, I didn't deserve, no, I, hey, like I said in the beginning, I didn't have anything to offer. I have nothing. I was empty. Broken. No which way to no hey, no other way to turn. You know. But he said he said he was merciful and gracious and righteous. And the Lord preserved listen, I, now what grabbed me on this, I shared this with Brother Brother Bruce the other day on the bus. I looked at this and because I thought it fit me, and it does. Look at verse six. He said, And the Lord preserved the simple. I thought, well, you know, I'm just simple. I'm not real smart. But that's not what that word means. It means silly. And then that the way the world is, uh, when God's working on our lives, he said, I was brought low and he, and he helped me. You know, uh, I don't know where Morgan Freeman, the actor, stands on this. But he made, a, he made a statement that I really agree with. He said, stupid 
my, when we was growing up and with our kids, we didn't use the word stupid, but he did. He said stupid is knowing the truth and seeing the truth and still believing the lie. That's where I was. We said, oh, you know, you can bring somebody right up to Christ. They say, yeah, I know all that's true, but I don't know about that. I'm glad I believed the truth. I'm glad the truth had a place in my heart. But here, but he said, he said, return, he said, return to thy rest, O my soul. And for the Lord hath dealt bountifully unto me. And then verse 8, this is his testimony. He said, he said, I love him. And this is why I love him. Because of all that he's done for me. That's why in verse 12 he says, he says, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits unto me? First thing I'm going to do, look what he says down in verse 8. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. What that means that God, the Lord Jesus gave him hope. Now I want you to understand, this fellow was looking unto the Calvary. We're looking back to Calvary. But he had hope. And he said, first of all, he said, I love him. You know, we have another illustration in the scriptures about the love. And it's, 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 uh, it's with, with David, David and Mephibosheth. He said, is there anyone in the house of Saul that I can show the kindness, of my, the kindness for Jonathan's sake? And they said, yeah, there's one more. There's one left. His name is Mephibosheth. And he was broken in his, in his legs. And David said, bring him to me. And he set him at his table and gave him honor. Not for not for Mephibosheth, but because of Jonathan. Hey, we get what we do, not because it's us, but because of Christ. Amen. Not only, not only do we do we do we see do we see that he give him his love, but look, look at verse. Look at verse, verse number nine. Not only did he, does he love him, but because he loves him, look what he says. I will walk in the before the Lord. His walk changed. He said, he said instead of just doing where, where I, when, before I got saved in 1971, I, went, I did what I went. I walked where I wanted to. I did what I wanted to. It didn't matter. I mean, what, what did it matter? It didn't hurt nobody but me. But here he says, because of what God done for, through verse 1 through 8, he said, he said, I will walk before the Lord. What does that mean? He walked with, with uh, they use this expression, that they walked and he, he, he lived in the presence of the Lord. In other words, everything he did, he did, but he did because he wanted to glorify God in what he wants to do. I got another bear illustration. Now, for y'all that don't know, bear's my dog. I appreciate Brother Market. He gave me that illustration when he taught our Sunday school class one time. He gave a devotion, and he said some things I've learned from pets that I've owned. 
And you say, what can you get out of that? Oh, you can get a lot. Me and my dog, we walk every day or every day that I'm able. You know, schedule allows it. I go down in the park and I've got to work. I don't leash him anymore except when a deer shows up. I thought I had him broke from that, but that was a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. And when people show up, because I know my dog, he loves people and he wants to be, he loves to be pet. But the people don't know my dog. So only time I, but I let him, I let him walk free. You see, and I, and I walk, and I like to work, walk a certain pace. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm not trying to get in shape. I'm just trying to hold on what I got. Okay? Okay, you know, hey, I'm not like you, brother. I'm not working out trying to get bigger. I'm just trying to hold on. But, but here's the thing. I like to walk a certain pace. And we start out, he's running in front of me. He's going back and forth. And all of a sudden, there's a scent that catches his attention. And you know how dogs are. He goes over there and he sniffs and sniffs and sniffs and sniffs. And I'm walking on and on and on. And, and all of a sudden, see, what's happening, just like we do in our life, we, when we're walking with the Lord, we get distracted. And go a different direction and kind of get a little bit away. And all of a sudden he looks up and he can't find me. And so he starts running up to the path to find me. And he'll walk beside me a little bit longer. And we'll walk side by side or he'll be a little bit in front of me. And all of a sudden you know what happens? He catches another sin. And he'll get over there. Sniff, sniff, sniff. And all of a sudden I'm way out from him. And he's got to run isn't that the way we are as we walk through life with Christ? As we walk along, we're walking along, we're walking hand in hand, side by side. Sometimes, you, you know, we're just walking along and all of a sudden, we get distracted. And, we, and, and it may not, what we get distracted with may not be bad. But we get distracted with things in life. You know, like my son's got an expression about some things that happen in his life. He said, sometimes life gets in the way. And what happens, we look up and the Lord doesn't stop his pace. He doesn't wait on us. He just, and so I have to run to catch up. We, what do we call that? Backsliding? You say, what can you learn from a dog? I've learned a lot from him. I've learned that my I learned my, my dog watches me all the time. He comes and lets me know when he's hungry. He comes and lets me know when he needs to go out. That's the way we ought to be with the Lord. We need we need we need to we need to be in have him have have him in our sight all the time. We need to walk in his presence. We need to make sure that we were we are with him all the time. I find out that my life is so much more pleasant even if I'm going through a trial in my life and I don't see no way out if I'm, I'm staying in His presence. <clears throat> but not, on, not only do we see His walk, but look, what he, look at what He says here. Look, 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 at, look at verse, look at verse uh, 14. 
He said, his, his words changed. Look what he says. I will pay my vows unto the Lord. Look at, look at verse 18. I will pay, pay my vows unto the Lord. What does that mean? That means when he said, he made, hey look, now Ecclesiastes says it's better not to make a vow than make a vow and not keep it unto the Lord. But what I'm saying is, is what he's saying that my word is important. And how many times have we made promise in certain circumstances of our lives that we have made God a promise and then we do not follow through with it. You say, how do you know about that, Charlie? Look at me. I'm made out of the same stuff you are. We'll make God a promise and then when everything works out either way, then we kind of push it to the side. Lord, if you'll let this happen, I'll do this. Hey. He said, I'll keep my vows. And, and look, here's the thing about it. Brother, if I'll tell the truth to God, I'll tell you the truth. I caught myself. I, you say, I'll give you another personal illustration. I'm down in the park walking, and I run, run into these three guys from St. Louis. You know, I, I don't find any locals in there with books or pamphlets in their hands. You know why they're in there, don't you? The, the, the foreigners, the one that from, not from Chickamauga, they're in there studying the Civil War. And we just got to talking. And he said, he said, uh, how often do you walk down here? And I said, every day but Sunday. And then when I walked off and I said, you know, that's not true. It's too late to go back and tell a guy and say, I lied to you. I lied to you. I said, that's not true. I, do, I walk every day that my schedule will allow. Even if I can walk in there, I walk every day. I'm not bragging on that, just what I like to do. I'm not saying you've got to do it, but I do. But I told that guy, I said, I walk every day. But that ain't true. There's some days that I won't make it because of my schedule. What I should have said, I walk every day that I can. Anything, anything short of the truth is a lie. Anything more than the truth is a lie. And my Bible tells me liars are not going to go to heaven. You say, what's well, just a little white lie? Still a lie. It's not the truth. See, that's the thing. If we're going to speak the truth, we need to speak the truth. It shouldn't change. His words change. When, when God did what he did one through eight in his life, his life changed. First of all, he fell in love with God and wanted to be in his presence all the time. Not only did he, did he, did he want to be in his presence, but and look, his walk changed. His word changed. Then look at this. His witness. He started witnessing. Look at verse 9 again. He said, I walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Was that? I don't know what that means to you, but I know what it means to me. It means that I'm going to walk in the presence of the Lord in front of people. I'm going to let it be known that God loves me and that I love Him. You know, 
There's no secret agents in God's army. There's not any. We need, we need, we need to be making known who it is. See, that's, that's, the, that's you say, well, the church is not like it used to be. Well, whose fault is that? Who's not living up? Who's not living up to our responsibility? Now, look, I want y'all to understand something. I'm not up here throwing no rocks. I live in the same house you do. I go to the same places you do. But I, we we need we need we need to just you know stiffen up and say, okay, this is the way I'm going. Uh, like uh, the other day, I we we were talking. I got to talk to this guy. And he said, uh, I, I asked him how old he was, and he said, yeah, he said, I'm 69. And I said, well, I just turned 77. And he looked at me and said, well, now and I'm, I'm not bragging, and I'm, I don't know what he was looking at, because he wasn't looking at the same guy I was looking at in the mirror that morning. But he said, you don't look 77. And I could have said, well, thank you, brother. I take care of myself all the time, blah, 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 blah. I said, Lord's been good to me. I don't deserve to be here at 77. I don't deserve the health that I've got. I've abused myself through life. I've not taken care of my body. So just in your, in your daily conversation, if God's in here, he ought to come out. I don't care who you're talking about. We had a, a, a black man in our, in our, where I worked at American Manufacturing named Willie B. Ellis. Somebody asked Willie, said, Willie, where was you at when Kennedy got shot? He said, I was in the penitentiary for right. He said, I robbed a man with a pocket knife. Said, I got less than $10 and they gave me 10 years. But Willie got, got saved in a James Robinson crusade, the one they had at Ingalls Stadium. I forget what year that was. And Willie, he's about this tall. He's always looking up. I said, Willie, and he, that's how I found out. I said, Willie, how, how did you get saved? And he went through it, and he told me, he said, he said he, he broke out. Of, he, they had him in Caseta over in North Chattanooga. He broke out, got out, and they caught him again. But in that time, that's when he got saved. And I said, Willie, you went back to jail a free man. He said, yeah, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> but what I brought Willie B. Ellis up for, he's about this tall. He was about four years older than I am. I don't even know if Willie's living now or not. But and he, he, he kind of leaned toward the Pentecostal. But every time a new employee come into our plant, Willie would get him in the corner and start talking to him about Jesus. He wasn't afraid of nobody. And he wasn't a big man. See, here's the thing about it. Our witness ought to change. We ought to be, it ought, it ought to flow just like our, our vocabulary comes out. It ought to be easy. If we're walking in the presence of the Lord in front of his people, we ought to be able to witness. Look, look what it, here, talking about that again, look at verse 18. I will pay my vows unto the Lord in the presence of all his people. I'm going to pay it. Where at? Where am I going to pay the vows that I've made him? In front of people. Witness. We need to be a witness. Everywhere we go. I mean, you know, when you go into the store, 
They may have got 10,000. I love what my boss said. He said, if I pay 15,000 for tracks through my life and one person gets saved, he's worth it. It's worth it. I'd quit giving out tracks and he got me started back. I'm thankful for that. I learned a lot from it. Help my witness. Am I the best that I should be? No. I hope to get better. And then last of all, now what is a witness? I got this from Bill Long at Tennessee Temple. A witness is one that, one that gives what he saw and what he heard and what he knows to be true. Do you believe this is true? Then share it. Then share it. You know, people say, well, you know, they don't believe the Bible. That's all right. I didn't either. Swing that sword. Stab me with it. Hey, hey, here's, they used to, back in years ago, they used to, there was a big stand on, you know, defending the, the Bible. You don't have to defend the Bible. It's a lie. Let it out. Let the Word of God, just let it out. You give the Word of God. Let God, God honor His Word. Amen. You don't have to worry about that. You're just the vehicle He wants to use. Give it to them. You say, well, I don't know. Well, if you give them that track, it's got everything they need to know. Let me give you another illustration on witnessing. My next door neighbor, he's, he's, I believe he's in heaven. I never did get him in church. But I went, we lived together, we lived by, by each other at 22 years. And, and they moved. And, but he, we, we were talking on the phone one day. He said, let me tell you a story. He said, he, they did a lot of cruises. In there, and he said, we were down in Panama. And we got off the boat there in Panama. And said there was a little Panamanian standing outside the gate. As we walked out the gate. And he handed me a piece of paper. And he said I put that piece of paper in my pocket. And when I got home. I took that piece of paper out. And I read it. And here's what he said. He said I thought. If God can find me down here. He can find me anywhere. And he said. I did what that piece of paper said. I believe he's in heaven. Why? Because that, that little Panamanian was faithful to stand outside the gate while those people got off the ship and handed him a piece of paper. That Panamanian doesn't know. He doesn't know that Glenn got saved. He doesn't know the results of that piece of paper. Glenn said, I didn't even look at that paper until I got back to the ship. See, here's the thing about it. We don't know how God's going to work in somebody's life. He does. And then last of all, his worship. Look at verse 8. He said, I will offer thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon thy name, call upon the name of the Lord. Hey, look, here's the thing about it. How much praise do we give him? I, 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 you know, I used to, uh, I can't think of his name again. Anyway, never mind. Anyway, but he would call the mouth of the south. 
And it didn't make any difference where he saw in the bank, in the store. Melvin Waters was his name. Huh? Melvin Waters. He said, praise God, brother. You know, I, I mean, he was he wasn't, hey, he didn't care. I'm talking about this is in the bank. This ain't in church. Hallelujah. Everybody knew who James, who he was. You remember him, don't you? South, mouth of the South. That's what they called him. But see, here's the thing about it. How do we, we ask God to pray for things and we ask God to do things and then we don't give him credit for it. We need to worship him. We need to give him praise. We need to lift him up. I'll read this and I'm done. In the course of the Lord's house, in the midst of Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. This guy in the book of Psalms is, we don't know who he is, but I'll tell you one thing, he knew who the Lord was. I'm glad, I'm glad God let him be, be in there. I have enjoyed, I have enjoyed this. I've been, I, I hope y'all, I hope I'll give it out as well as God give it to me. I don't, I don't think so, but I hope so. But I want to ask you something. If you've not experienced verse 1, 1 through 8, I pray that you'll come this morning and let Christ do a work in your heart. That's the only way to have a right relationship with Him. I won't, you know, I've, I've been saying, I'll, I'll have another birthday in January. I hope, I hope that I've grown some in my relationship. I hope that I have given back because of the benefits that God has given me. I have so much to be thankful for. I have so much to be thankful for. Stand with me. Again, if you do not know Jesus Christ, if you'll come forward, someone will take the Word of God and show you how to become saved. If you do, but those of us that know Him as our personal Savior, we need to do like the psalmist. We need, we need to show Him that we love Him. We need, to, we need to walk for Him. We need to talk for Him. We need to live for Him. Let's pray. Father, we come to you now. We ask that you work in the hearts and the lives of your people. We pray, Father, that you would have your way as we play a, a, verse of, a verse of a song. We pray, Father, that you'd work in each life. I thank you for the privilege of standing here this evening, this morning. Lord, it's been an honor. I pray, Father, that you'll use it for your glory and, your, and for your honor. And, Father, that, that, that your name would be lifted up. We pray now, Father, that you just have your way, and we'll be careful to give you the praise in Christ's name. Amen.
because the thing that I like that, that impresses me about the Lord more than anything is he lays it out there on the table and it's theirs, ours to get but he gives us the free will to choose in the army they made me I did what they said because they had complete authority over me he has all that authority he, it's all his anyway but yet still in his sovereignty he lets us make the choice what a privilege thank you Amen. The invitation might be done this morning, but it may not be done in your life. If you're here without the Lord Jesus, you see one of us. We'll be glad to talk to you. Your relationship, uh, prayer, we're all here to help one another. So let's remember that. Again, just want to remind you again, men, don't forget to sign up for the prayer breakfast, if you would, please. And also, don't forget to sign up for the fall festival things, all that we mentioned here. And also this uh, about stone and information there is back in the back there. So let's do take care of all that this morning. That'd be great. And don't miss tonight. Let's be right back in our place here. And uh, again, Brother Curran, God bless you. Thank you so much for that message this morning. Do you love the Lord? Amen. He loves us. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this privilege of being in your house. Thank you for the message and thank you for the messenger. I pray to God that you bless. Now, Lord, take the word of God. Continue to use it in our lives here today. And Lord, bless as we go our separate ways and bring us back here tonight, I pray in your precious name. Amen.